Welcome back to the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller, and I am joined, as always, by Vinny Kiyomko Yap. Good morning. And Megan is sadly still not with us. Because we record two episodes a day. I don't know if you caught on to this, people. I don't want to kill the magic. But uh, <laughs> magic, the we, we tend to record on magic. Fridays. Yeah, we do, too. And then we'll the post. I'm, I'm still trying to get straight on the post schedule. Yeah. Like, when we should do that. Part of that's because I... Sometimes I forget and don't post them. Um, and then what's the right... I think I'll post an episode today, like yeah. this Friday. Probably the last episode we recorded will get mm-hmm. posted today. And then maybe one on... When, is Friday and Wednesday good? Or should it be like Tuesday and Friday? I, part of me thinks... I don't know. Friday, like like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, earlier in the week. Right. One later in the week. Right. Yeah, Friday. Because then it's, uh, it feels more... Anyways. But I, are people more likely to... So if I post it on Friday, it'll come out Friday afternoon. And I feel like people are more likely to listen to it when they're in the car. Y- yeah. Right? So you don't listen to it probably until Monday because people don't really commute. True. I mean, you know, maybe they'll get it for the Friday afternoon commute home if, if I'm on top of my game, which let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, there's just so much to do, Vinny. So much. So like much to do. Coffee. I'm on my fourth cup of coffee right now. This is my fourth, your cup, fourth of cup of coffee. It's <laughs> my fourth cup of coffee for the day. This is my first. What? This is my first. Yeah, because I went to the gym. Man. Going to the gym. Now I'm drinking my Cheers coffee black bit. as part of my health challenge, part of my drink the Kool-Aid challenge. Every time you mention it, I still say I'm proud of you. There you go. And I just noticed that Katie McGrady, Katie Prejean McGrady, Catholic speaker, Katie extraordinary and author, she is one of the funniest people I have seen on stage. She is so funny. She's I've heard. Really I haven't good. actually got to see her. I, honestly, so. I, 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 and I said this first time I saw her, I worked with her at a conference a couple years ago and I said, we were driving back to the airport and I was just like, you are just good. Like, and, and sometimes you're like people, oh, you're great. She's a great female speaker. No, she's, she's like, a, and that, I don't mean that as a knock, but like sometimes we'll categorize like, oh, they're great. This kind of yeah. speaker. They're great. That kind of yeah. speaker. They're great. She's just good. good. Just Sweet. no qualification. She's just, she's just good. good. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Absolutely. So anyway, but but she uh, just posted that she's not drinking sugar in her coffee anymore, and I think welcome it's, to the club, Katie McGrady. It's totally not related to what we do here. I doubt she's a listener, but uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, my glass here's to you. you. Here's to you. Here's to you because we're both drinking strong bitter black liquid as well, and I'm loving it. I've said this before. As you as you stop eating refined sugars, you find more sweetness in life. And so, like I said, I, I in the last episode I mentioned I put molasses in my oatmeal very, this morning. It was very, it was good. See, my quote board is all very sort of uh, things you can put against the clouds and people Megan's looking off. Megan's quote board is <laughs> different. It's very different. Things you can put like in front of a donut shop or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, as you eat less refined sugar, I think like you find more sweetness. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's amazing. I had uh, so I had these Kodiak uh, cakes. Kodiak cakes. Yeah. Have you had this? this? Is like a protein pancake, which they're sounds thick. oh, they're awesome. But they're I had good. some uh, last yesterday. Last yesterday, I had some last yesterday uh, for a snack. I yes. made it for myself and for my my infant uh, for lunch. I just wrapped them around a dried like so. I had them with like wrapped around a dried mango. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So good. All right. So good. I anyway. I'm not going to go down. We're the not going to go that. We're no, not gonna, no, we, we did that last, last episode. Time. We'll yeah. check in once a week with the drink yeah. the Kool Aid challenge. We hope you guys are doing well with yours. Vinny and I are both enjoying ours. Absolutely. But Vinny, I think it's time to don our tin foil caps. Awesome. Once again, putting it on fits well. We it's really do need the end of the world as we know it. Yeah. So well, and it's coming straight from China again, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I have an ongoing fear of China. I really do. 
Is it is it a fear that is coming over just as a whole for the whole world, or is it just now the fear of China? Oh, wow. No, okay, so A, we know that China has designs on their region, at least. China's expansion has been pretty pretty large. deliberate large and it's not just in the the the, the east it's also they're, they're making big moves in south america yep. um, i believe china has holds the controlling interest on the panama canal right now really? um, they we also know that china was embedding chips like the chips are being ma- manufactured in china they were putting back doors into those chips so American computers, uh, phones, all of this stuff, some of which may be in the government, right? Um, it's so easy to sound like a crazy person yeah. to talk about China, but that's happening. China has now instigated a nationwide like political credit like mm-hmm. scoring system. And we've talked about this on the show where your online activity, your online shopping, who you talk to, it all comes down to a score that you have for your, yep. your liability to the, the state. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm yes. I, I, what am I scared of China for? Everything. Everything. They are. It's. It is 1984. George Orwell's classic 1984. It is actually happening in China. Yeah, and and where this is coming from, they have the like one of the first uh, CGI artificial intelligence news anchors. Yeah, it's an AI anchor so it's 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 like on television it's like a it's a fake human being news anchor does it look real it looks real that is so weird man. it looks it's it looks pretty real to me all right i'm i'm scrolling down to it uh okay i'm now looking at him yeah he's he's creepy looking uh look at that but actually no he doesn't everyone i'm an english artificial intelligence anchor this is my very first day in Xinguan's agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao. Okay, I'm going to say that he looks real. Doesn't he, sound real. He kind of looks like he, when he speaks, he kind of looks like he might have had some sort of brain injury. Because um, his mouth kind of moved right back. Well, yeah, because but, it's, it's, it's a puppeted CG thing, so that's happening in real time. Right, but it kind of sounds like when you have your phone read to you. Right? That, it's oh, just, yeah. I am Zhang Zhang. That's it. Sounds like yeah, you know, um, which you know, but it's it's just kind of weird. Like, if you looked at the picture, you would go, "Oh, that's a guy." Like, a, just a like a like a still. Well, yeah, there's there's a the one in the the first part of the video, like where the thumbnail is. Yeah, at a distance, it looks like a normal person. Well, the clothes look it looks really, like like a real really person. Well done, yeah. So it's in the lighting they've got on him. He looks backlit the same way yeah. you do in a, in a news feature. The clothes look real. Oh man! And so this, what does this speak to? Like the ability to manipulate reality. Yeah. Right. And like this now, so the government doesn't even need a spokesperson in China. They can they can put on their artificial person. Yep. And, and, and what's, what's really scary is when you look at like human trends, like what we find attractive, mm. what we respond to personality wise, you can just program it to be that so that in, you have a, a, a subconscious tendency to trust that figure yeah. and it'll say whatever the government wants it to say. Yeah. And China, literally it will say whatever the government wants, wants it to say. say. This is not like black, no. ha- like this is not black helicopter. Like there's a conspiracy in the United States. Yeah. That is actually who China is and who they purport yeah. to be. Well, and. I can e- because of how real he looks. I guarantee you, people are gonna forget that this news anchor is not real, right? And yeah. is absolutely going to trust. Yeah, once they saying. get the voice down, once they get the voice down, right? But still, it's like 
It's close. It's it it's is close. Scary well, okay. close. Remember, remember the Google AI that they did? That, well, yeah, because that, it sounds too real. Right. Thinking, um, and, uh, and yeah. Can, so Google, if, if you didn't catch this episode, Google has the new AI, and, I, and that it's Google Assistant, where they're going to start implementing it this year, I believe. And the Google Assistant can call and make appointments for you. And what it'll do is like, hi, I'm calling for Vinny, and I'd like to make a hair appointment for his perm. And the, uh, we're hoping you could come in this afternoon. Because you know I love that perm. And then the receptionist responds, yeah, you're really going to look good with your with yeah. your Vinny fro. Uh, the receptionist would then say, oh, well, we don't have anything this afternoon. What about tomorrow? And the AI goes, okay, well, hold on. Let me check. Mm, uh, okay, what about uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning? But it makes the mm's it makes and the ahs. Yeah. And that's how it covers its processing time, right? So if you, if you combine Google's Assistant with this weird, mm-hmm. freaky Chinese pseudo man yeah it's strange and it's only going to get stranger right now and now you look at the this was a story in the news uh like i think at the beginning of the summer the whole deep fakes thing yes right which again so this was a this is a, a a technology where if you have enough images of a person you can you can mask like a, a video of somebody else yep. so i could record a video of myself making an announcement and then I could take footage of, say, the president of the United States or Obama or a president of China, and I could I could layer it over me, and the face the face will move like my face. Yeah. And and you can blend the skin and everything, and it is almost indiscernible. Yeah. It looks real. Yeah. So I just it, you know, and again, there's this whole flare up right now in the United States where, and I I say in the United States for our international listeners, yeah. of which we have one. Do we really? I'm, I'm sure we do I, because we just started tracking our data. So we'll see this week if, who actually listens. Don't, and I don't say that. It's going to be a little bit heartbreaking. Don't say that because <laughs> people get scared. They won't but listen. no, we actually had somebody comment on my dislike of, what was the movie? Up. Yeah. Uh, from Manitoba. Canada? I believe Canada. What? Yeah. So our, our friends in the in the north. But uh, so, but we, we right now there's this thing where this uh, this press secretary, the, the press secretary, this, this guy... Uh, CNN anchor's credentials were suspended. He can't go to White House press briefings anymore because he got in a fight with the president. And, oh and, my gosh! And and the the intern tried to take the microphone and he wouldn't give it to her, and, and so they they suspended his credentials. But the video that was released has been doctored to make it look a little bit more aggressive than it was. Really? Right. And so you know, and again, Acosta, I believe, is the anchor. If you listen to what he did, he doesn't actually ask a question. He, it's like he wants to. You say that it's this, but it isn't. What do you think? That that's a debate. That's a debate. That's yeah. not what a press conference is for. And you can you can go on your 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 shows and give commentary if you want to. But a press conference is you ask a question, the president gives an answer. Well, there's and of a course, decorum there. Yeah, but Pre- it, it, people are going to do whatever they can. And again, we've stated before, we're not necessarily biggest fans of Trump. I think part of the issue, I think the reason you can have a guy come into a press conference like that is because Trump has stripped away any sense of decorum. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, no, ab- absolutely. But also, like, the the fact that it's been doctored. There's want to villainize. Oh my gosh, every little thing. Right. Well, now the Trump, and he. I mean, he doesn't help himself. But oh, yeah. Oh, well, Huckabee Sanders looks really bad because I think she was the one who released mm. the it was Info Wars or something. And I haven't looked at the doctored tape to see how doctored no, it is. I can say the guy should have probably been suspended because of his conduct, regardless, because he tried to grandstand and enter into a debate the, yeah. with the president. And there should be some deference yeah. in that in that environment, right? Um, but I, I, are we getting to the point now where you can't trust anything you see? I've already not trusted 
Like I've already like, does, refused to trust anything I see. I'm going to do my own research and I'm still struggling with finding like unbiased. Well, yeah. Research. Like well, if you saw a video of someone, you know, like on like a, like a, like a security camera mm-hmm. robbing a bank because of the technology, the way it is, you could literally look at that and go, do we know that's him? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 he could say I wasn't there and, or you could have been with him, but then you're watching sure. video. Yeah. Where your buddy's robbing a bank. It's so weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Like the ability to, and we're, it's not perfect yet, but it's but close. It's, but again, with this with this whole thing, the AI anchor, Woo. like that's, from a right. distance, that looks like a, a real person. Okay, and so so you take that tech that you can you can take another person's picture and put it on another person's thing. You apply that to the AI thing, and suddenly you can have any anchor, any celebrity or person you want as your anchor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's insane. So like I could decide I want to have my news read to me by Ronald yeah. Reagan every night. Yeah. Well, here's your news, yeah, boys and girls. Yeah. Like that's and that's weird. Yeah. So and it was so funny. So um there's this show that I started watching and will not be continuing to watch because it is actually terrible. Okay. But it's on Netflix. It's called Altered Carbon. I don't know if you've seen the... I did start to watch and I was like, this is really this bad. Is, it was Very bad. vile. Yeah. I mean, the, the content is vile. Right. But it raises... For me, it raises a question like... Some of the things they threw in there in terms of technology and like... Right. How far are we from that being a reality of some of this? And, and the things that... The way they use it? Oh, Yeah. Is terrible. So I you know. There, well, there's there's my tinfoil hat. I guess like absolutely. Well, we know. Okay, so I, I, I talked. I said the the word deep fakes, right? Yeah. And that was a news story that came out. And I I initially when I thought about it, that'd be so cool to use the tech because it was something that was released widely. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have gotten it. But to like, if you were a kid running for for student government, you could have you know yeah. president be endorsed by President Obama and and uh, yeah. you know President Trump. You could have it. Bo- oh man, I said President Trump out loud. It's weird when you say it. President but, uh, Trump, yeah. Because we normally just say Trump, but when mm-hmm. you say President Trump, it feels sort of Pres- yeah, like silly. Uh, but but you can have both endorse you, or you could do you know silly things like that, or celebrities or whatever. It's so fun. The problem is, do you know who was the very first person, the very first people to start putting out deep fakes? Who do you mm-hmm. think it was? China. No. Why Why do we use, why was beta the video cassette, or probably what was VHS the video cassette, not beta, the video cassette that made it? Do you know? No. It's because the porn industry adopted VHS. That's it, Interesting. So who was the first person to use the deepfake technology? The porn, porn industry. industry. Who's one of the, the leaders in, in the, the push to do virtual reality? Porn industry. Porn industry. That's what you're right. That I, that I knew for sure. Right. Like, cause that's all, that's it's all over the place. It's wow. sick. Yeah. So, but you look at this new reality, you know, and, and you go, yeah, it's seedy. It's gross. It's weird. Um, and I think altered carbon kind of started going down that road. No, ab- and absolutely. Yeah. And my intrigue was kind of peaked in terms of the story and I was like, got to episode three on my own better judgment, and it just kept getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, and the reality of the technology and things like that. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, heck, to the point where the main character is staying at a hotel that is ran by an AI, but you can't tell he looks real. Right. Yeah. It's, well, China. Here we go. China. Here you go. It's weird. I, I wonder if if we're gonna get to the point where 
there's a generation or movements in the generation to just be super analog, to not believe anything you see on video on a video screen where it's just they're they're just like re- reality realityists or something. I hope so cuz that's the way I am. Like <laughs> I'm trying to do my own research and it's but again, it's but but your re- what research can you do if if the video can be altered? Yeah. You know what I mean? Then then you literally get to a point where you can't believe anything you didn't see with your own eyes. You think we'll actually go eyes. back? You think we'll actually go back to like real handwritten documents? I don't know. I mean, so maybe cursive will come back. It's funny because as you said that, I was thinking of when when would you go to a time before video, and it literally you have to go back to like the telegraph and the mm-hmm. Wild West, and that you know the Civil War was before you had photography, or photography was just starting. Yeah, right. Where you know newspapers would come out with with drawings in them. I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, where do you get to the point where you? What do you do? And yeah, and it's it, it's all of that too. At the same time. You look at the the younger generations, mm. the I generation, the millennials, right. who are so invested in Snapchat and Instagram, yeah. where everything is visual now. But the what we're but what's happening more and more is you can't trust your visual senses. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, Instagram, you see only a part of somebody's life, and you go, their life's great. Oh yeah. And that's and it's the leading the leading cause of of depression. Well, I, it's funny. I just posted well, one a of the whole leading bunch, causes of depression. I just posted a whole bunch of this right now because I've been doing a lot of research for the Parenting in the Internet Age yeah. book and and the and the the courses I do, uh, and the correlation between teens uh, <laughs> teens like screen time and depression is so obvious now. Um, I it's believe just it. Flat obvious right now. I believe it. And what are we doing about it? nothing? Nothing. nothing. No. So, and that's why I'm, I teach these courses. So yeah. if you're listening and you've got, if you're maybe in a mom's group or you're at like a parish council or, or you're involved at your kid's Catholic school, I would love to come out and do a parenting in the internet age workshop for your school or your parish or your mom's group, or whatever. Go to everydaycatholic.com. Check out yeah. the booking link. You can see that there. It is a conversation that you can't afford not to have. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And as, as more technology like this comes out, the scarier it gets. Yeah. So do well, yourself a favor. I actually had this thought the other day because as I'm re- researching this thing, and we know that that attention is, it takes 12 minutes, 12 to 26 minutes yeah. to get refocused after you check your phone, mm. uh, to get as focused as you were before. So say your kid's working on his homework, right? Or he's watch, or he's at a student meal conference listening to a talk. Um, uh, it takes 12 to 26 minutes or in a small group or whatever, 12 to 26 <clears throat> minutes to get as refocused. Yet more and more I find that at conferences or retreats or life nights or whatever, we want kids to be posting to social media. Like, oh, hash, post and hash, hashtag yeah. this, right? Or the hashtag for this event is this. And don't forget, if you're live tweeting, hashtag this. And I, I honestly think at this point, we have to ask the question, are we doing that for their benefit or ours? Mm. Are we doing it for the benefit of the kids who are at the conference mm. or so that kids who weren't at the conference think that it was cool yeah. so they'll come? And we're, we're actually degrading the experience of those kids who mm. were there or at Life Teen or at yeah. whatever, you know. I, it, and it's it's a challenging conversation because you want to be where people are, yeah. which is social media. But you don't want to do it at the expense of, of the people yeah. you're serving. It's like at what point do you use a technology to engage? But then if you let it go too far, at what point is it actually just killing? If you become a drug dealer to reach drug users, yeah, are you really helping? Yeah. Drug users. Absolutely. And, and essentially with, with the social media stuff, the addiction it's a studies it's a show yeah. it's a drug. It's one of the most addictive yeah. substances we have right now is, is our tablets. Yeah. So if you become a pusher so you can reach the users, yeah. how, are you part of the problem? 
Yeah. I think as youth ministers, we get asked that we question. Ha- we ha- well, we have to. Like there yeah. was an event we were recently at um, that made me a little sad just because of the the disrespect for, for mass and for adoration. Um, but a lot of it was because halfway through. Oh, yeah. People whipped the phone out, you know, like. The whole the whole decorum for the mass right is is now being minimalized by the need to check in. Oh, I was at a student mill conference as a chaperone over the summer, and there was a young man in front of me who kept getting his phone out to take pictures of the of adoration, or or to like or to like Ugh. take video of Ugh. it, you know, or or live, yeah. you know, Facebook Live the video or Instagram what it was, and I just stopped and said, dude, put your phone down. You know, yeah. I'm like, Jesus wants to be a lover to yeah. you, not a celebrity. Yeah. Right. And afterwards he was all kind of like, he was a chaperone even, which is better. Hey, I really know what I'm doing. All right. So you don't need him like, dude, that's fine. But we're, but, again, but that's like, not that what was this never is. Emo- that wasn't us. That wasn't you saying that he wasn't, that he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. But it was like right now. Okay. So you're having this intimate moment of of connection with the Lord who literally talks about himself as the bridegroom of the church, right? And at mass it's the consummation of that relationship. Yeah. And so you're or, or adoration you're you're coming into this ad- adoring yeah. the beloved and letting the beloved adore you. Yeah. Could you imagine taking that to the human context and saying now I'm going to live tweet tweet me yeah. and my beloved consummating yeah. our love, right? Or or I'm going to live tweet when I adore my spouse yeah. or set up a video so I can share it with everyone. Well, and Sick and twisted, man. And celebrities have done that. You see how oh long, my gosh. Why is Kim Kardashian long... a celebrity? Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. dude. Ah. And it's, it, it I'll, I'll say this, like there have been moments in adoration if I'm not leading and I'm up not leading worship and I'm like in the congregation or whoever I'm with yeah. and I'll sit there and I'll go, I'll just be moved to be like, yeah, just the way the light is hitting the monstrance. Like I'll take my phone out, click and then put it away. I judge you. but And you should, <laughs> but I'm telling you every time, every time. And I, and I don't do it often. And anytime I have the picture has not turned out right. Every time. Well, a, it's like a, I, yeah, it's but a I've low light situation. Sit there it's... and like try and get oh, it just yeah, right. Get the right filter. And put it on there and then quick, done. Yeah. Like I'll see it and it'll be fine. But then when I pull it out, it's, yeah. And uh, you know, there's yep. that realization of like spend the time with the people around you and with Jesus and stop being on your phones. And I feel like, because the, the, the other thing too about the whole thing with the, with the AI news anchor is one of the big way to pushes. bring it back because I forgot what we were talking yeah. about. Okay, good. one of the big yeah. I tried. Yeah, um, one of the big pushes for it was because there could be somebody reporting the news twenty four hours a day. Oh yeah, totally. Because number one, it takes all the work out of somebody on screen. Yeah, you know. So there's a there's a there's a gap to let somebody else think for themselves. But again, like I oh yeah, totally yeah. There's a gap to let somebody else think for themselves if they're if they're on twenty four hours a day. You never critically think. You never digest no. information, which is one of the reasons it's so important to unplug from your phone so that the other network of the brain goes on, like the default yeah. network goes on. And that's when you yeah. sift through all of the information you've got. And yeah. you said, what of this is real? What's not real? What's What what works? What doesn't yeah. work? Am I happy? Am I not happy? And if you're constantly getting fed, yeah. you don't do it. And honestly, why are we so divided as a nation back to politics from the last episode? No one's processing the information. It's well, no. all emotion-driven. It's, it's all reaction. It's all reaction. And I would say on both sides, whether that be conservative or, well, or yeah. you know, 
It's just it's all Absolutely. emotion driven. You know? So I th- I think we're gonna even start to see some of the AI stuff from China show up here. Oh yeah, but AI in China China's really doing a number. Pray over for there. China, man. I I really China's believe doing a real number. that China is the way that the the state is exerting its power right mm-hmm. now, and 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 we're all just letting it happen. Yeah. And, and in a sense, the Western world is paying for it. Yeah. We are paying for the subjugation of the, yep. that people yeah. in. It's in the enslavement of that people, mind, body, and soul, mm. in a different way. And though it, it looks like capitalism, it's not. Yeah. Um, it looks like freedom, yeah. it's not. So, can we for China? Yeah. Can we switch? My my tinfoil hat's getting itchy. I know. Well, I I, I want. I, was, I, had, a, I had a great segue because when you when you get back to the analog world, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, because the temptation of social media, the temptation of all of these technology advances, you go, how can we put it at service of the church? Right. Yeah. We've got to have the best social media. Yeah. We do that. And I will say, if you look at where the church has grown the fastest, where the church is growing the fastest, at the periods where the church grew the fastest, it wasn't driven by social media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't driven by technology. It wasn't driven by really, really awesome programs at your local parish. Mm-hmm. It was driven by person to person sharing Ooh. of the gospel. So for all the young, and this is kind of all for all the young adult listeners, there is an event that happens in Orange County Mass Underground with this idea. Absolutely, you know. It, granted, it does. They do use social media, but but the huge part of it though is it has to be an invitation. Right. There has to be contact. You have to be. You can't go because you saw. The, it advertised. In yeah, fact, they don't have, put the time, they no. don't put the date, they don't put, well, they put the date, but they don't put where, where it will be. And so if you see it, you have to reach out to someone personally. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But but there's still that, like, going back to, to the hidden Coptic Christians, you know. Right. When, when people were being persecuted, that's when the church grew the most. Right. Because people had to. Right. Or the, people... Or, people Acts of the Apostles. They had to. They had to. The, the The whole church was spread by word of mouth and things grew. Right. And and so you look at kind of the way the world is working now. When we have started to use our voices less, we regress. Right. And we're regressing, mm-hmm. which I think I may segue ahead of you, but the next, the next thing that we were going to talk about I think is a huge— Introduce it, man. So the, to kind of segue into it, um, Can you say segue again? Segue. 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 Segue Segway is a good word. I have to say it because I say it often. The guy who invented the segue died on a, on a segue. segue. Yeah, an it's off-road segue right yeah. off a cliff. Anyway. But there That's is... I don't like segues. There is a priest in India kind of closer to the border um, of... What was I said? China? I think Mongolia. Mongolia. But, yeah. Um, that... When did he get there? Like the 70s? Yeah, I think so. And basically came into this small little area in India um, next to the border of India and by word of mouth, by persistence and by prayer has got, has grown the population of Catholics, yeah. helped grow the population of Catholics in India from, what was it, like 100 to now there's... Like zero, yeah. Now there's like 90,000 Catholics. Well, and what's awesome is... Helped grow. He's not the only How it started reason, was... But- this region would send their kids south to go to school, yeah. to, the, to these Catholic church-run schools. And the kids would come south during, I guess, the whatever season. They would they would go to school, and then they would go home. And so one year, the kids came back, and they, they came with the, to school, and they came with a note, basically, that said, um, send us someone to teach us more about this Jesus who is doing so much for mm-hmm. our children, right? And I, I was reading this. I was sitting on the steps upstairs. Um, I was trying to get my infant to go to sleep. He was in the room crying. 
And I, I read that and I just got like my eyes welled up. Yeah. Like, tell me about this Jesus who's done so much for my children. Yeah. They wanted to know the person of Jesus because their kids had met him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't tell me about the church that's doing stuff for my kids. No, it was to have a personal encounter with Jesus yeah. the same way their kids, kids were. were. It. I mean, that was just, and so this was a, an area of the country where church wasn't allowed. Mm hmm. In, in India, I don't think you understand this, but converting to Christianity in India is it's not... illegal. It's illegal in places, yeah. And though the Catholic Church is growing in India. Um, and so this guy went. He was just a priest, you know? He, he wasn't a bishop, He but he went. He went up there, and he just started. And I love it because he says when he arrived, he had no plan, no church, no rectory. And when asked how it happened, he simply said, God, God did it. Yeah. So oh, good. my gosh. So good. Ugh. Like, what a... Like, what a reckless abandon of just like, we're going to do this. How are we going to do this? I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? But God is faithful. Well, yeah, God oh, is faithful. God is faithful. And again, like, I I like the idea of having a church plan. I like the idea of having a vision um, for a parish. Well, yeah, vision, mission, the whole nine yards. All of that. But I honestly, where church is going to function the best is where they have a mission that they have no idea how they're going to accomplish other than to trust God's will to get it done. And then you, and then you pray and you let God lead that. But the mission should be God's mission. Yeah. Right. What what, what are we going to do? God's called me to go bring the gospel to this area. How are you going to do it? I have no idea, but God's called me to go there. Well, that's, I'm going to do it. And that's the whole thing. Like with, with this one priest, it reminds me of the very beginning of acts. Right. The, the, the apostles had no plan. There was no like, like built out strategy. There was like, like Jesus hadn't come back before he ascended into heaven and was like, "Here's the plan." Rolls out a huge map and goes, "Y'all are gonna go here, here, and here, and here." Nope. He just goes, "Sweet, you guys are good." Holy Spirit, ah, like up into heaven. The and first get, day of the church, Peter goes out and he preaches the gospel, and three thousand are baptized that yeah. that day. The next day, he must have gone. Oh crap! Oh, what do we do? Like, ah, there are three thousand people, and they're looking to me for direction. I would have prayed, you know, yeah. like yeah, you know. I would have, I would have wet my tunic. Oh my goodness! Yeah, gird your little... loins, get a new loins, get a new, get a, new, <laughs> a brand new. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, um, I, it, it, but that kind of faith in God's faithfulness, yeah. and that's something I say. Like we have faith in God, but do we have faith in God's faithfulness? faithfulness. That if God calls you to a great work, he'll, he will accomplish yeah. it. You know, I look at what we're doing with Everyday Catholic and we're making the show and yeah. we're, we're doing podcasts like, the, like yeah. this one or, or the Weekly Word. And God, you know, like, what is it going to work? I don't know. God's faithful. Yeah. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. How's it going to happen? Like, how's it going to be fun? I don't know. God's yeah. faithful. He'll find a way to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Or he just wanted us to get moving so he could so do what do he something, yeah. So we, yeah, exactly. He could move someplace else, and in order to get there, we had to do this. But in the church, know? what happens is we say we're going to go here, we're going to do this, it's going to do this way, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this way, and we're going to do this. And what if he said, "Hey, we're going to go this way"? What happens if it doesn't work? Then that's, that's God's blessing, yeah, right. But maybe God just wanted us to start mm-hmm. moving, and that's okay. Well, and that's something that like the the whole story of everyday Catholic, the, at least the portion that I know, that's something that I've absolutely loved about the growth and the story of it. It was like. You and this team of people are going, God, it, it seems like you want us to head in this direction. We're heading in this direction, but we need, like, we, we need something. Oh, yeah. And in God's faithfulness, he responds. He responds. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And even, I mean, in the same way with this priest, like, he goes, I have no clue, but we're doing this. And slowly but surely, you know, parents get involved with these students, things grow. 
But then he also kind of begins to shake it up because right. it's growing. In 1979, he smuggles himself north. And and what's interesting is he was arrested. This is such an Acts of the Apostles story. Yeah. He was arrested on Christmas. <laughs> he was arrested and put ironic. in jail on Christmas. And uh, and I love it because the story, and this is in the um, the National Catholic Register, is that what it mm-hmm. was? Uh, the story says that this, the congregation, they finished their Christmas celebrations. And I, I don't I don't know how they could do that. They probably didn't have mass, but they yeah. finished celebrating and however that party they're having yeah. after mass. And then they it says they uh, they went down to the police station um, with swords and cl- torches. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they, uh, the, the tribal elder confronted the police superintendent and said, give me back my father. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but if I was that priest, I'd be feeling kind of good about feeling myself just loved. a little bit, you know, you know, that's crazy. And I, but I think that also, that also shows it was a tribe. It wasn't a small city. It wasn't like these are people that were literally going from one belief right to another. It was a huge shift. Well, and at the time in that region, it was a very animistic sort of nature belief system. Animal right? sacrifice. Animal sacrifice, all that. And there's a huge economic burden of mm-hmm. animal sacrifice because you got to buy the animals, right? And they, and they were in, but they also were burdened by this caste system, mm-hmm. right? The the different levels of of who's important and who's not, who has has worth and who doesn't. And they found Jesus Christ. And God tells us that you're all valuable, all precious, all, yeah. you know, all worth my life, right? And the freedom of that. Like these people found the freedom of human dignity. Yeah. Right. And and that's so beautiful. And so that this priest bringing Jesus Christ, like literally set them free. Mm. Hey, you know, the reality of our situation here in the United States is we're going back to animistic religion. We're going back to the worship of the elements, and and you'll see it with the rise of paganism in our country or these new age beliefs or all this stuff. None of it's new. It's all old. It's old. Right? But it's being presented in a new way. I hate to say it, but like rocks. We need— Like mood rocks or whatever. But but what a culture that needs the freedom of Jesus Christ. To know that my value isn't dependent upon my selfie yeah. or isn't dependent upon, you know, whether this person wants me. Uh, my value is is in Jesus Christ. My value mm. is in who I am in the Father, that I'm yeah. beloved, right? And and he gives him that freedom. And and I like it. Um, it it <laughs> They just—and having that freedom, they weren't willing to give it up. But um, the other thing I love about the story is this is where it comes to the analog. They didn't have social media. No. They didn't have phones, no. for crying out loud. They're villagers, yeah. right? With swords and torches. They actually still had cool. swords. They had swords and torches to it was use. still cool. I think it's great. Um, but but the gospel spread. Mm. With all, any of the modern crap that we have, the gospel spread. We have to look at that and go, well, well what were they doing? You know? Yeah. You know, which... Well, and the fact that the whole, th- like... The whole thing started with a with a note that traveled with the students, handwritten note, yeah. a handwritten note yeah. that had start that had basically been the catalyst for the whole thing to truly get kicked off. You know, right? At, and it says at first it was the village people themselves, then it was the children, uh, students coming home MCA twice a year from the school in the south. And it says they preached, they converted people, they baptized. And since mass was impossible and no priests were allowed, one of them would gather them together in the village once a week and they'd pray together and they'd read the readings of the day and they'd sing hymns. 
So th- this is what I love. It, th- so you look at the church today and most of go, well, the church needs to do this. Yeah. The reason we don't do it is because the church, church doesn't. doesn't. And I would, you know, oh, well, father needs to do this. It's because mm-hmm. his, hom- I can't even understand his homilies, right? Yeah. And these people were like, there's no priest there's who's no going to come and gonna, do Bible we've study. We've got to do something. We're going to do a Bible study. We're yeah. gonna, you know, and, and we can't have mass. We're going to, so we're, that's not going to stop us from worshiping yeah. God. Like, and they got together, they sang hymns in the house mm-hmm. and they read the readings and they baptized in the authority of the, the, the priesthood that they yeah. had because no priests were available. So they didn't just say, well, we can't have Christians. They, they, in they, the priesthood they, of the laity, mm-hmm. they baptized. Well, that's what's something that, that this father in the interview had also said, like there was, there was a bringing up in the the priesthood of the lady to minister to one another, not in the sense in the way a, like a, like a pre, like a priest can the same way, like a, um, um, man, I'm forgetting the word, the, um, when they become priests, the actual, like the ordained, the ordained priest. Thank you. I don't know why I struggled with ordained. Um, but like the, not in the same way an actual ordained priest can, but the fact that we're called priest, prophet, and king, we minister to each other. And these people, they do so. it. And you look at, okay, what does a priest do? A priest intercedes in a very kind of, uh, in, in, a, in a very sort of primal way. A priest intercedes on behalf of the people mm-hmm. to God, right? And they offer sacrifice to God on behalf of the people. Like in, in an animistic religion, the priest would offer sacrifice, yeah. animal sacrifice on behalf of the people to God. What does Jesus, the high priest, do? He offers sacrifice on behalf of the people to God. What do our priests do? They offer sacrifice, sacrifice. on behalf of the people in Jesus Christ to God, right? Um, and uh, what what are we called to do as, as in our priesthood? Well, the sacrifice of self, right? You know, to other people. Therefore, as living, offer yourself mm-hmm. as a living sacrifice. Saint Paul tells us, and so we're called to live that out on behalf of the people in our life. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to make a sacrifice yeah. of ourselves. Um, and so, what does a prophet do? A prophet speaks the truth when no one else will, mm-hmm. more often than not, mm-hmm. right? And what does a king do? A king reigns. reigns. Right, and so you live in life like you have the authority of a son or daughter of the living God, because that's who you are. Yeah. You speak the truth when the truth is not being spoken. You bring light to mm. darkness, and you offer yourself as a living mm. sacrifice on behalf of your on behalf of the people around you. Right, that, and and this is what happens. I love it because it says, I, "I'm kind of like, man, I'm so hyped today." Yeah, um, but no, no but this is a, this. I mean, this is a, an amazing story. If we just looked at this and said, "How can I do this?" Mm-hmm. My gosh. But, 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 and that's the thing though, is there are small pockets of communities that have done this, that have looked around and had gone, there isn't anything we need to do something. Right. And that's some of the greatest ministries that even I've been a part of after those people have started, you know, I've looked at it and had gone, that's how that started. That makes sense. I've got a book cooking in my head right now that I've outlined and I just haven't had time to write it yet. Um, called lead from the pews. And it's essentially this idea. Super cool. You've just got to, you just, yeah. you know, you don't have the right to die on the vine. No. You don't have the right to say, well, there's nothing going to my parish, so I'm just going to slowly drift away. That's not not who you are, yeah. who you're created to be. You're priest, prophet, and king. You need to live that out. Um, but I love this because in this diocese, it says no one leaves anything for the priest. They're the church. They have to bring the gospel. They know this because they built mm-hmm. it. That is so different than the show up on Sunday mentality in our in our in our American Catholic well, churches, and it, and it also sounds like there is an increase of vocations in in these. Oh yeah, they have like these sixty-eight villages. priests of their yeah. diocese now. And, yeah. Uh, well, because now yeah. this the the priests that had instigated twenty-eight or, from the diocese, sixty-eight from religious orders. Yeah. But like the 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 inst, the instigating priest, 
you know, I, I would call him the instigating priest. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, he's the, well, the, the bishop, he's the bishop, right? yeah, he's yeah, the bishop yeah. now, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, like in this question of, well, what do you think will make better priests? Like they, they, he has this conversation with these guys and they, and like they have the basis already because they saw people in their village do it. Right. They yeah. know what it takes. They're looking at it because pe- there were no other choices. Right. But to serve one another, and now they have the stepping stone to understand what it takes to be a good priest. Right. From the community, no, there wasn't there wasn't a seminary that taught them how to do that. Right. Yeah. There was the seminary came later. Right. Exactly. They there didn't learn how to be a Christian from seminary. No. Right. You know, like there there weren't these institutions that even in our modern churches here in the United States where we go. Oh, but somebody of higher power will do that. Right. No, these people were motivated. They just weren't, there weren't priests. No. All they had was the truth, the gospel, and, and this, the bishop now. Yeah. Right. And then they had that. And they said, we, we own this. This is, this is, and there's a paragraph here in this article that I think really nails it. It says, when a new community begins in a village, it starts with meetings in the home of a lay catechist. Yeah. And when they grow to the point of needing a church, they physically build it themselves. The priests are essential of course, for hearing confessions and saying mass, but it's the lay people who evangelize who form yeah. the church. I mean, that's like, no, it's absolutely, absolutely. Hey, here in America, where we have a, a supply, a shortage in the supply of priests. Mm-hmm. We can either stand by and go, Oh, yeah. my hands. That's terrible. Or we can say, you know what? That God's given us a blessing that now the lay people are called to yeah. be who they were always supposed to be. Well, anyway. And I look at the people of my friends who are in seminary, yeah. And two people come to mind and I look at their family life. I look at the things around them yeah. and everything was built on not building a priesthood, but building a ministry in family Right. about making those things a priority in their life, starting with mom and dad right. going, this is important to us. This is what we're doing and, and having, and well, it was the domestic church. It was, yeah, right. The the building block of the church is the family. Yeah, unit. it wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the building. It wasn't the. It wasn't the like the like quote unquote like institution of having to sit in a church. It was the fact that from the the physical church, right, that experience of of Christ in there, then also translated outside and in their lives at home. Right. The faith didn't stay and, at the church on Sunday. No. The church was, it was lived out in, yeah. in the domestic church and then in a broader community that supported the work of the mm-hmm. church so that, that it flowed from the church. Yeah. But, but again, I, I think where we make this problem is we try to raise our, our families Catholic, but we, and we do that by going to mass on Sunday and we say, Oh, we're going to, how do I keep my kids Catholic? I go to mass yes. on Sunday yeah. and then we, and then we say our prayers at home, but there's nothing else there's nothing in our life else. that's yeah. Catholic. It doesn't work. It just does not yeah. freaking work. If you don't have friends around you, if you don't have other people raising up your family mm-hmm. together, I hate the whole, it takes a village thing, but, but you know, what they've shown in studies is that your, your influence on your kids drops dramatically when they get to high school mm-hmm. and who has more influence now is their kid, their friends, parents. Mm-hmm. And so what will happen invariably is your values, your beliefs, your faith in God will be tested by your kids against their friends, parents. Yeah. If you have not put a, a, a structure around them in community, yeah. which is as Christians we need, mm-hmm. then that's going to be a devastating blow to yeah. your kid's faith. 
right? And so that community is vital, yeah. it's necessary, and that's what's building the church here in yeah. India, and it is what will build the church in the United States. Mm-hmm. We have to invest in community again. Well, and and a lo- hey, I can't. I mean, I I love this topic. <laughs> I'm so oh my like, gosh, yeah, in love with this topic to talk about. Because okay, I but at- I, I I hate to do this, man, but we're at 43 minutes. Oh. I know. So say what you're gonna say. You know, no, I was just gonna say like I look at. I look at your kids. I look at our friend Matt Franklin oh my and gosh, their family yeah. and their kids. Yeah, and and like the the community of people that that y'all keep around yourselves. Your kids hang out with other kids at school who are Catholic that they see at church. Same with same with Matt Franklin's kids. Like right. seeing them, there's a community of the faithful that the kids want to hang out with. Right, but that happened because priorities had shifted. In a way between you and your wife that you though, like those were important. Right. Those were things that, that you weren't well, going to compromise. In my on. family, in a sense, we get to cheat because there are so many of us. Those are very cheap. Yeah, I mean? you could take over Utah. But again, you look at you look at when we go to mass together. Like we go to mass on Sunday nights and we have an entire row yeah. of my my family, my brother's family, my sister's family, my sister's kids' families. They spill out in the row back and behind. Then behind us, there are people like young adults that we knew or, or mm-hmm. families that we knew that grew up. And a couple rows behind them, there's other it's, families uh, yeah. that we go that we've our kids have started dating mm-hmm. each other and stuff. And it's like, you know, and so um like, yeah, that's so when they go, they're not sitting amongst strangers. No. And these are all people that they, if they test their faith against these people's values and their beliefs and their faith in God, they're going to have that affirmed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And without, with, with through that and going back to, to my two friends, I honestly firmly believe, and this is my last thing, that is why they're becoming priests. Sure. Because they have looked at the, at the priesthood of the lady in their families and the people around them and have gone, you know what? That's all my heart to do that for them. Right. You know, and actually becoming priests. Like there have been moments outside of the physical body of the church in terms of the building that have influenced them to want to serve yeah. the church. Right. Absolutely. Oh. They they love the church, not the idea of yeah. the church, not the institution of the church, but the body of Christ. Mm-hmm the church and this this priest in india this bishop in india now bishop has just proven how great that works you know and i think the challenge for us is to remember you have been given every spiritual gift under the heavens amen and that's that's gospel that's 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 the what's epistle but that's the bible right Mm -hmm. there you have everything you need to evangelize you have everything you need to spread the gospel it's the life of, of God inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the gifts of your baptism. Mm. We just need to start exercising those. So if you don't have community, ask God to bring it in your life. Um, and I guarantee you, he'll start showing you people around you. Look around you at mass, start reaching out, making Amen. uncomfortable conversations, Amen. start building it. And God wants to build up the church in your life too. All right. Well, hey Ooh. guys, this has been the afternoon morning show my name is chris mueller that's vinnie kiamko yap megan will hopefully be back with us next time just a reminder the afternoon morning show is brought to you by everyday catholic everyday catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you if you like the show and it's serving you go go to everydaycatholic.com forward slash donate and consider a monthly pledge god bless guys bye we'll catch you next time